0: Happy Thanksgiving, or at least Happy Thanksgiving week. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? I don't know if it's just because the older I get, but things tend to come faster. You know, I can't believe it's already uh, Thanksgiving. Um, Before we dive in uh, to a time of Thanksgiving around message and the Lord's table this morning, um, I'd like uh, to ask you to take out your bulletins and in there find a red envelope. Those of you who have been here the last couple of Christmases, you recognize this red envelope. It is part of what we call, we need a Mission Impossible theme, but um, bum, bum, bum. That's not it. Nice. Okay, the Red Envelope Initiative, or with all due respect to the camping store REI, is back again this year. Here's what you do. Please take this red envelope home with you this week and pray. Pray that God would put on your heart What, if any, extra amount that you have that you can slip into this envelope and turn back into the church any one of the next two Sundays? It can be a dollar, it can be five dollars, it can be a hundred. We've had all amounts put in there. But please remember what Elder Bob said 40% of our giving comes in the last quarter, so this isn't a place for your year end gift if you're planning on that. It's not a place for your weekly tithes and offerings that. Keeps us going and partnering with God day to day. It's, it's anything extra. It's uh, that one cup of coffee maybe that you don't have at Starbucks and you can put that fourteen ninety five in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> but something. Put it in there. And um, part of the fun of the Red Envelope Initiative is we don't tell you what we're going to do with the money. It's brilliant, don't you think? Uh, <laughs> well, three people thought it was brilliant. Um, but what we'll do is we'll take that money, we'll do something special with it that will include you. We'll announce that during Sunday service on December 11. Now, I will say this, each of the last 2 years we've done it after both years. Everyone who has participated has been profoundly blessed in participating in this missions, really. And people who haven't each year said, "Man, I really wish that I had done the Red Envelope Initiative. Um, so please, uh, participate. I, you know, I want you so badly to participate. Uh, if you don't have a dollar, let me know. And, you know, up to two of you, I'll give you the dollar. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, uh, let me know. Uh, and I know times are tight, and uh, you're beyond your last dollar. Um, we'll find a way even to put a dollar in for you. I'd love everyone to participate in this. And I know it takes trust on your part. Those of you who have been here the last two years think you know exactly what we're going to do, but you don't, so, you know, don't get too proud. Um, But go ahead and participate. Uh, You'll be blessed by it, I guarantee. In fact, uh, the 8 o'clock service, I did something that I don't think any church that I know of has ever dared to do. I offered a money-back guarantee. Guarantee. If you participate in Red Envelope Initiative and see it through and you come to me the first week of January and say, you know what, it really didn't, you know, I'm sorry that I did it, I will give you your money back that you put into the Red Envelope Initiative. So, have I given every possible reason for you not to, you know, have I taken it away? Please do it. And I think when we do this as a community, God will richly partner with us again and bless us mightily. Amen. REI, Yes? All right, awesome. Okay, that's all right. There's the Mission Impossible team. Wanted uh, some applause there. Okay. Um, hey, since it's Thanksgiving Thursday, I thought um, I'd, I'd spend a, a brief time since we need to um, keep time to come around the Lord's table at the end. But I thought I'd just share a few thoughts that I've had over the last uh, couple of weeks, just on on, on being thankful and, and what it means to be thankful. I'll throw that question out. What, what does it mean to be thankful? If someone would ask you, describe being thankful, how would you describe it? I, I think most of us know what it is when we're thankful or what it means to be thankful. The word, um, the word that occurred to me, maybe that's a pretty close synonym to thankfulness, is uh, uh, gratitude. Gratitude. You know, and then I, I pair it with a word that rhymes to help me remember, and maybe it'll help you remember too. Uh, while um, thankfulness or, or, or gratitude is a, a feeling, I think. It involves how we feel. It's also an attitude, I think. Thankfulness is an attitude of gratitude. That's what it means to, uh, to, to be thankful, As I was reflecting on thankfulness, it also occurred to me you know, um, thankfulness is one huge remedy, one huge help, one huge thing that overcomes a lot of negative stuff in life. Overcomes a lot of negative stuff. Because, let's be frank. You know, being thankful really doesn't change what it is that you're facing or experiencing in life. Those things are there. It really doesn't change them. But what being thankful does and what being thankful is is it it places the emphasis on looking at what we do have. Focusing on what we do have and away from what we don't have. Being thankful looks at things differently. Sees things differently. When we're thankful, we see things differently. And when we see things differently, we engage with them differently We approach them differently. And when you start talking about something that causes us to engage things differently and approach things differently, you're starting to talk about something that is life changing. And being thankful can indeed be life changing. Do you ever struggle with being thankful? I do. I was reflecting on that this week and thinking, no, I'm going to talk to a group of people, me included, most of you, I'm assuming, you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are someone who has received the greatest gift ever given. And that gift is with us all the time. He's with us all the time. And... I thought, well, if I've got the greatest gift that's ever given to me all the time, and it's so overwhelmingly huge that it blots out anything that life could possibly throw to me, it's that big, it's that huge, this gift with me all the time, why why aren't I thankful all the time since that gift is being given all the time? Why do I struggle with feeling or being thankful? I came up with four things. It's probably a much longer list, but these four things in particular are are, are barriers to me sometimes in being thankful. So I'm hoping that you can at least relate to one of them, but See, see how many are on your list. When you think, if you struggle with being thankful some of the time, see how many of these things are, are on your list. These are things that keep me from being thankful sometimes. One thing I struggle with that keeps me from being thankful is a sense of entitlement. I have a sense of entitlement that likes to rise up within me sometimes. Do you guys struggle with that too? Well, maybe it's just me. No. <laughs> I feel entitled sometimes. And that feeling of entitlement really is a deadly poison to being thankful. There's like an opposite of being thankful. It might be feeling entitled I love that um, old ad slogan. Um, Folks at 8 o'clock service all remembered it. See if you remember it. I think they still use it, although it doesn't matter. Everybody seems to know it, right? You know how it goes. You can start singing with me at any point. You deserve a break today. Anybody know the next line? So, I started too high. Get up. And get away too. If there's a bumper sticker that belongs on the bumper of the car of Western culture, there may be others, but our culture pushes that. That's not just McNeil. You deserve a break today. And not to be left out of the ad campaign slogan, Burger King joined in, right? Have it your way. Whoa, that sells. Why does that sell? Why do you all know that slogan? Is it just because it's a catchy tune or is it because it it scratches that itch? We like to scratch that. Yeah, I deserve a break today. I want to have it my way. And when you go down that road, a, a sense of entitlement develops. After all, we're Americans, and, and we have the Bill of Rights. It's our rights. We deserve that. We're entitled to that. Now, I'm very thankful to God that we live in a country that gives us a Bill of Rights. Amen? But here's the thing, whether it's a Bill of Rights, whether it's a Big Mac or a Whopper with cheese, here's the thing, whatever it is, those rights, those things that we have that are good, a huge temptation occurs. We only have rights, my friends, as American citizens because God gave them to us, amen? Amen? We only have anything because God gave them to us. And it's so easy. This is God's great dilemma. He loves us so much. And he's got all of the abundance, infinity and beyond, and he wants to pour it on us in love. But he knows. He knows, his great dilemma is he knows that that can tempt us to become so full of the stuff and the abundance that we forget to worship the giver. Oh yeah, and we start worshiping the gift and we're entitled to it. I think of the little brother and sister, right? The little brother's got a hold of his little sister's dolly. And he's teasing her a bit, and he's a little taller, so he's holding it up. And he's saying to his little sister, this is my dolly. And the little sister, no, that's my dolly. It's mine. Give it back. No, it's mine. I think I'm just going to, no, dad, tell Jacob to give back my dolly. It's mine. Jacob, give Rebecca your dolly. snatches that dolly back. And in that moment, that little girl's heart is just full of gratitude for her brother giving her that dolly, isn't it? Probably not, because it's hers. Why would we be thankful for someone giving us something that is ours? Does that ever creep into your relationship with God? He doesn't tantalize us with a dolly. Does that ever get in your way with your relationship with God? Yeah, I catch myself sometime starting to feel indignant that he doesn't give in a way I expect what I've been praying for and asking for. And that feeling that I'm entitled to it. Entitlement, I think, can be a barrier to us being thankful Second one, second thing I struggle with that um, keeps me from being thankful is something that I call, it's related to the first one, but uh, a lost sense of privilege. A lost sense of privilege. You know, when we're in abundance, and believe me, in this country, even today still, we are in abundance. But abundance tends to assume abundance, and if abundance is more or less what is the only thing you've ever known, it becomes the norm. And it even becomes mundane or boring because it's just expected. It's the norm. And we lose a sense of the privilege it is when God gives us anything good. Good. What actually is a profound blessing is seen as the norm. We go into our supermarkets, and food should, should always be on the shelves. If it's not, that manager's going to hear about it. Remember one time, uh, some friends of ours from Israel were visiting. Uh, David Benstein and his wife Hannah were here for a week. And we took them around, and they wanted to see the buffalo, and they didn't like it. They couldn't get through the fence to see the buffalo up near Genesee. But, and he always tended to wander off when we took him places. Israel's a small country, so I think he felt the United States is huge. He's, David started wandering off. I almost lost him three or four times. Well, I took him to King Supers. So we're in King Supers, and I thought he was with me. And we're kind of strolling around. We're finding something for dinner that night, and I lost David Benstein. I think, oh, good, where is he? Well, I mean, hopefully he's in King Super somewhere. He might be across the street. Who knows? But I'm walking around, and I came across him. I came around the corner of an aisle, and there he was. And he's in the middle of the aisle, and he's intently staring at something on the shelf with his head in his hands. And I think, you know, oh, no. You know, what's wrong? So I say, David. And he kind of looked, and Todd. So like, come on. Is everything all right? And he just, uh. so I look at what he's looking at and he's looking at a box of Captain Crunch. <laughs> and so, you know, I know a little bit of thing about Jewish and Jewish roots. And I'm thinking, okay, what is it about Captain Crunch that is offending him? <laughs> and I said, do, do you want Captain Crunch? And why is, you know, and he said, it wasn't just Captain Crunch he was looking at. That man was overwhelmed and awed that on the shelf before him, from one end to the other, there must have been 200 choices of breakfast cereal. He was just, what a great country! I sat there and I thought, never in my life have I felt the privilege that it is, all kidding aside, to have my choice of 200 brands of breakfast cereal. We lose our sense of privilege we turn a knob and flick a switch, the water comes on and the light goes on. You know that two-thirds of the world don't have any idea what that's like? Two-thirds of the world. The toaster toasts. The hairdryer blows. The TV turns on, giving us its blur of images. We have handheld computers now that connect us not only with the person across the street, but the person across the planet. All amazing, often undeserved privileges. Have you lost your sense of privilege for even those small things? I think when we do, our ability to be thankful goes down. Third, Here's a third one that really curbs my being thankful. How about you? I call it a sense of speed, and I don't mean a little pill. No, speed, fast, hurry. The sense of speed that our culture pushes. You know our lives become you ever have the same problem I do, your lives, your lives become it's always about the next thing. What's the next thing? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Our culture is really programmed for us to live on extreme fast forward. If you like me, you have Comcast as your cable provider, or even if one like it, right? You got that Comcast controller, right? We had to we had to turn our controller in last week because we broke the fast forward button. <laughs> True, we use it so much. You record something. What happens when a commercial comes on? Oh yeah, and Comcast is smart. I don't know whether. They, They got five arrows you can cycle through on that fast forward, right? And, you know, it's kind of, you know, how much do you dare? Because you crank it up to five, and you better watch that thing. It's going to bleed into your next show. You miss the next ten minutes, right? So you try to time it. Say, one, two, three, four. We usually stop at four. Five is just too, too, I'm too slow for five. One, two, three, four, five. And those commercials go, and you're watching and you can't, you don't have a clue of what the full message of that, but you you, you just see it quickly. It's, oh, uh, you know, that's a car ad. Oh, uh, it's some, sign, some sort of makeup. It's like, oh, it's like something else. I don't know what that was. What was that? And so you pause and go, what was that? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah, and then, right back up. And then you see whatever network you're on is previewing its next coming show. Say, oh, I'm getting close. Because they do that last, right, before they, so I go, there's Andrew Hiho, there's get ready to stop. <laughs> and, oh, be careful. We get caught living our lives that way. The beautiful people that God sends into our lives to meet and to greet and to know and to love and to get to know better, the things of abundance that he gives us. And we're so focused on the next thing. Those people, those things become like commercials. It's for a sense of speed. We don't have time to be thankful for each thing. Because we're just go, 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 go. We don't have time to reflect even. Where is it, you know, how far have I come? Where is it that I'm actually going to? We don't have time. Just Go. Slow down. One of the huge things that we can do to recover that sense of being thankful and recover that attitude of gratitude is learn that little two-letter word when the next ad, when the next opportunity, when the next thing to do in abundance in our culture comes along. Learn that, learn that little two-letter word. No. Life's too fast right now. I've lost my sense of being thankful. Last one. on oh, there. One thing that keeps me from being thankful, we've talked about it a few weeks ago, is um, a lost sense of wonder. And these are related, especially to that last one. When stuff is moving so fast, it's, wonder takes time. When we lose our sense of wonder, we tend to lose our appreciation of the miraculous, it seems to me. God moves in mysterious ways, the Bible says. Sometimes we need to be careful about, and I want to be careful about this, I want to understand, I want to know God as much as I can, but even that... That wanting to know or that interest in that minute detail, the devil can take it and and it can make it into, you know what, the reason I really want to understand him is so I can get a handle on this mysterious God and put him in my box of understanding and control and manipulate him. And I wonder if in some ways the fact that God remains mysterious to us on some issues is, is a help for us to maintain our sense of of just wonder about him. When's the last time, when's the last time from the bottom of your feet, from the bottom of your soul, that um, something like the word, wow, just bubbled out of you? Just a, a deep, sincere, wow! Or, Oh! When's the last time? Thursday night when Tebow ran it in? (laughs) (laughs) Or how about husbands, the last time your wife walked into the room? Which is more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Have to um, dust off those old articles of church discipline for you) some. <laughs> There was a time, probably, husbands, where the sight of your wife elicited a a childlike wow in you. What happened? How did you lose your sense of wonder in her? This person that God gave you, gave you a person to be one with. How come that doesn't wow us? we lost our sense of wonder? The wonder, gentlemen, that she actually did choose you? (laughs) And ladies, to be fair, I'll borrow a stereotype at least. When's the last time, ladies, that your husband, uh, that you expressed, wow, when your husband solved a problem? Or are you just indignant because uh, you really weren't after a solved problem. You just wanted him to listen. And I know it's important that husbands do. But when's the last time that he solved a problem where you were like, ladies, what? As many of you, um, uh, time says I have to go. I'm going to get one more quick one. Um, As many of you know, um, oh, this isn't communion yet. But that's okay. You can play under this story. That's right. (laughs) No, 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 keep playing. No, keep playing. No, keep playing. Deep thoughts from Pastor Todd. <laughs> <laughs> wow! As many of you, I think I can do this. That's okay. I mean <laughs> As many of you know, I hurt my back uh, pretty badly uh, four weeks ago. I, I was spasming on the the bed for a whole day. I couldn't move. And you know what? You know what happened just from that. You know what God did in the midst of that pain. You know what? I um. (Laughter.) <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I lost. Um, I lost a sense of entitlement. My sense of entitlement weakened. Um, my sense of recognizing the privilege it is, even to stand, re- returned. Life slowed way down. <laughs> Literally, it's like. And as God and that amazing healing process that only He can bring brought strength back to my back, the the first day I could stand and walk again, the first time I could put on my socks, wow! And I'll testify and until the day I die that uh, that pain, at least in my back, um, was a blessing it renewed in me a sense of what it means to be thankful. So remember, if you're pressing against an attitude of ingratitude, if you're having a hard time being thankful, focus on, reflect on, put before the Lord, remember, remind yourself, it's not mine life is a privilege maybe I need to slow down and allow yourself the humble ability as it takes humility to just have that childlike bubbling of wow in a minute we'll gather around the Lord's table In a minute, we'll gather around the Lord's table. You see it broken into six different stations, eight different, nine different stations around. Um, but it's all one table. Um, Jesus reminds us and tells us to take time to remember so I know I'm over but uh, maybe we can tarry and you can just forget about what's coming next after this and we can take time to remember remember the greatest gift that's ever been given (laughs) remember his body broken and his blood shed for you and for me so we can be together with God forever and ever Amen. So in a minute, I'll invite you to come. I'll step down. I'll invite you to come. What we do in this uh, manner is you make your way either individually or with family, friends, whoever you like, uh, to a table. Go ahead and uh, take the bread and uh, take the cup. And then right there, uh, you can go ahead uh, and uh, just have communion with the Lord and the community or just on your own if you prefer this morning. Then make your way back to your seat, uh, enjoy um, the music as it brings us as only music can back into a place of uh, worship and maybe this morning especially take time to, to, to reflect on um, those times that y- you have uh, trouble being thankful, maybe confess that to God Ask him to uh, weaken any sense of entitlement you have and replace it with an appreciation of the privilege that uh, he showers upon us. Maybe take the time to ask him to help you say no and to slow down. And um, ask God to rekindle in you a greater sense at least to uh, just be astounded and to say, wow over all of the phenomenal things in this creation in this world and especially I hope in Christian community before God as brothers and sisters so come the Lord's table is prepared make your way to any station take the bread take the cup remember and believe and give thanks for what it is that Jesus did for you come